Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And so if we're having a prayer meeting, but well, I don't know why folks don't pray. Now, I realize that at first it's good to sing sometimes, sort of get tuned up, you know. It helps you to sing, get into an attitude of prayer sometimes, worship God for a little bit. But if that's all you're going to do, you're going to miss out on it. So there are different kind of meetings. But our problem is that here in the United States, at least in our culture, I don't know what to do in other parts of the world. I've been there too much. But we try to mix all of them together. And we have a believer's meeting, an evangelistic meeting, a healing meeting, a teaching meeting, a worship meeting, and a prayer meeting all in one. And we're not very successful at either one of them then. But in a church, and I realize that a larger church is going to be more difficult to do some of these things. But in a church, we ought to have all kinds of meetings. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on plans, purposes, and pursuits. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. The 127th Psalm, the first verse, first part of the verse said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Now that means more than just building a house, of course, if God's not in nature, but he's talking about spiritual things as well. You see, a lot of times the reason that churches fail is because they're built on wrong principles or purposes. I made mention of the fact I had a visitation from the Lord. Part of it was revelation, part of it was vision. It lasted for three hours. I began by praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, and I kept hearing myself say, Every now and then the English word would come out, plans and purposes. Plans and purposes. And I just kept going over that, going back to tongues and coming back to English, plans and purposes. And finally I said to the Lord, there's something else to that. And then I continued to pray in tongues, and this time I prayed the English translation, plans, purposes, and pursuits. That's what I'm talking about. Plans, purposes, and pursuits. Now you'll notice evidently, like the 127th Psalm, the first verse, whatever you're doing for God, is it God's plan? Evidently, it said, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Notice that they did build the house, but it wasn't God's plan. But they labored. But we want God in whatever we're doing, don't we? Number of years ago, I remember at a convention, some of us preachers were standing around talking. And one minister who was pastor of quite a large church, I guess really the second largest church in that particular city of probably a million and a half people. And uh, he was talking about if I, and he didn't build that church, he had just called there to pastor, but he said, I'm thinking about resigning and I'm going out here in the suburbs somewhere and build a church. And he said, I'm going to build it around me. Well, I didn't say anything, but I watched it. I noticed it went down because it doesn't have the right foundation. We ought to build the church around Jesus. Many times folks, you know, when there's church splits sometimes, some folks, you know, their purpose and their plans all wrong. They'll even said the Lord told them to do it. I don't believe God ever told anybody to steal another man's sheep. Because I don't believe he's a thief. But of course, you know, understand somebody in some old dead church, you can't blame them for coming. Amen to a lively church. I, I thought about uh, a Rhema pastor who graduated from Rhema in 1979, went back to his home country of 
of South Africa and started with 13 people in his father's living room, just a Bible study. Well, they outgrew the house, and so they rented, uh, we call them theaters, they call them cinemas. They rented a cinema, just a small one, went into it, and it wasn't a process of time, they outgrew it. And so they, they leased or rented a larger cinema or theater building and went into it and started Rainbow Bible Training Center in South Africa. Well, right close to them in this uh, cinema where they're having church, there was a, a full gospel church. And in fact, the man was not only the pastor of the church, but he was the head man of the whole nation over his particular full gospel denomination. And yet he had to work for a living. He worked on a job every day. He had 400 people in his church. I know because you see, when we went over there then, when they bought the first shopping center, and we went over to dedicate it, well, one of our drivers said, I was a member of that church, and our pastor kept cautioning us, don't you go, don't you go to that. That's all era, uh, that prosperity message and that faith business. And so he said, we went just to see what it was like, and liked it so well, we stayed. And said in the process of time, uh, 360 of his people went and liked it so well that they stayed. He had 40 people left. But I noticed that when we dedicated their, their facilities, that that denomination sent a telegram and said, uh, because they were in session, uh, a national convention of their nation, and, and said, at first, we, we thought what you were preaching was error, but we come to see it's the truth. More power to you. We just want you to know we're with you and for you. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. That fellow got to see him that the church is supposed to support him. Uh, you see, and, and he hadn't talked to people to give, but as they sold and gave, God prospered them. You see, if your plans and purposes are in line with God, that's the point I want to make. Let's stay with God's plan. Amen. Amen. So let's get back now to some, to some spiritual side here. Like I've said before, and I'm going to repeat it, uh, it's a responsibility of the one who's going to speak the pastor in his church and whoever's going to speak to find out God's plan and purpose for the particular meeting that you're going into. Uh, there are teaching meetings, of course. There are healing meetings. There are evangelistic meetings. There are worship meetings. There are prayer meetings. And uh, if we meet to pray, well, why don't we pray? I, I remember a lady said to me right here at one of our seminars and came from one of the outlying towns, said, Brother Hagin, may I speak to you? After one of the morning service, I said, yes. And she said, uh, well, maybe you can help me. She said, uh, now I'm Episcopalian, and she said, in our church, uh, in our city, uh, the, uh, well, about half of our Episcopal church, in fact, a little more of them all have the Baptist no go speaking tongues, and our, our pastor, our priest, Episcopal priest, he has a Baptist, speaks in other tongues. They have this weekly prayer meeting, and she said, I don't know why in the world they call it a prayer meeting for it, because said, we very seldom ever pray. Well, now you see, they got their plans all mixed up. And their purpose is all mixed up. She said, I'd call it a prophesying meeting. Said, that's all they do is prophesy over one another. And she said, uh, is it right? I said, well, what do you mean is it right? Well, she said, for instance, they always prophesy something bad to me. <laughs> well, I said, no, the scripture teaches that in the simple gift of prophecy, is speaking unto men to edification, excitation, and comfort. And if it didn't exhort you, comfort you, or edify you, then it's not the Spirit of God. Well, she said, then the Spirit's not in anything we're doing. And you know, he isn't a lot of times. I said, you know, he isn't a lot of times. I'm talking about plans, purposes, and pursuits. And so she, I said, well, why do they prophesy over you? 
Well, said about uh, 18 months ago, they prophesied that my, that my mother was going to die in 12 months. Well, I said, did she die? Been 18 months? No, said she's in good health. I said, that's easy to judge that. I mean, your 12-year-old kid one and a half cents could judge that. That couldn't be right. I mean, 18 months, she's still alive and kicking and well. They prophesied that my husband was going to leave me within six months. I said, well, did he leave you? No, he didn't leave me. He's still with me. He doesn't uh, understand everything that's going on, but he's a wonderful man. I love him. He loves me. I said, well, I know to be easily judged. Amen. That that's not right. And so if we're having a prayer meeting, well, I don't know why folks don't pray. Now, I realize that at first it's good to sing sometimes, sort of get tuned up, you know. It helps you to sing, get into an attitude of prayer sometimes, worship God for a little bit. But if that's all you're going to do, you're going to miss out on it. So there are different kind of meetings. But our problem is that here in the United States, at least in our culture, I don't know what to do in other parts of the world. I've been there too much. But we try to mix all of them together. And we have a believer's meeting, an evangelistic meeting, a healing meeting, a teaching meeting, a worship meeting, and a prayer meeting all in one. And we're not very successful at either one of them then. But in a church, and I realize that a larger church is going to be more difficult to do some of these things. But in a church, we ought to have all kinds of meetings. And if you'd learn that and just emphasize the right kind of meeting, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not uh, just, uh, and, and these are some things that I'm re reciting to you that the Lord said to me. If, if we'd do that, then we'd have his plan, his purposes, and, and we would pursue that and it'd work out right. Some of the things that he said to me corrected me because I was just as wrong as you. And then uh, the last church that I pastored, and we're continually growing. You know, we read the scripture also here in, the, in Philippians where Paul said in this uh, third chapter of Philippians, uh, he said, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. Now that word perfect throws folks sometimes. Another translation, either were already mature or full grown. Well, if Paul wasn't full grown, I don't know where that leaves you and I. Amen. But uh, I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. Now that's Philippians 3.12. He said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press forward toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now I remember the last church that I pastored, the last prayer meeting that we had, and I remember that we were going to have a revival, and this is an evangelistic meeting. That's the purpose of the meeting. So I said to my congregation, because, see, we get in a habit of doing things religiously that are right, but we do it as a religious right, and it doesn't work. So I said to them, because, you know, we had before, uh, you know, just copied after everybody else, and we had fasted and prayed and have certain fast days and certain prayer nights and all of that before meetings and so on. But you see, even though that may be right, it can become just a ritual with us that we go through, and it don't really amount to anything. And so I said to the congregation, now, I don't want you even to pray about the meeting. We kept announcing it. That's coming up. We're going to do some things the, on, on the last week before the meeting. So don't even pray about the revival that's coming. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, honey, uh, this January the 22nd through Next the 24th, week, we are going to be in California. Yeah. 
uh, and we believe it's going to be warm in California. Right, right. The That's the reason we're going there in the wintertime. That's right. <laughs> we're going to Murrieta, California, West Coast Life Church with Pastors Raging and Beth Wilson. Right. If you're in the area, come see us. If you're not in the area and want to be where it's warm, come visit us as well. Uh, then we're going to jump up in Northern California mm -hmm. for Wednesday night through Friday night in Hayward, California at Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Pastors Mark and Brendan Thomas. So hey, and if you're in that area, come on out and be with us. It's going to be a great time. Now you can go to rhema.org and get all the information that you need yes. for, for all of this. My. Well, you know, we've been having bundles for yes. since November, and it goes on through January 31st uh -huh. of all of our FLP, our uh -huh. Faith Library publications, uh, CDs, DVDs, uh, books, all of those uh -huh. things. But we have a bundle package of our mini books. That we want to 51 mini books that I want to call your attention to. That's right. You know, uh, hear and be healed. That's all healing. And uh, I have one here called The Answer for Oppression. Yes. And then Dad has one, How to Walk in Love. These are tremendous books. They're just three of the 51. There are books on healing. There are books uh, about faith. faith and books about just just living life. That's right. And, you know, and they are, they're on special for $69.60. Now, normally they would be $99.45. Almost $100. Yeah, you're saving $29.85. So right. go to your go to your computer right now and order these books right now. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagen, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.